0: Welcome to the 5th Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. The Cats complete a home-and-home sweep against the Argos as Jeremiah Masoli and Brandon Banks shine in a big win at BMO Field.
1: This is the 5th Quarter Podcast on AM 900
0: CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton, from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth corner, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. Starting a little later, all due to the Roy Green Show, another fantastic three-hour extravaganza from Roy. He's back tomorrow from two to five. But for the next hour, we're going to talk about Ty Cats and Argonauts Part two and it was Hamilton once again coming out on top in a thrilling. 36-25 victory, uh, a, a couple of huge, huge pluses for the Cats in this football game. Number one, well, they won. Number two, they completed the home-and-home sweep after beating up on the Boatmen on Labor Day. Number three, this is Hamilton's third straight win. They've won four out of their last five. Uh, because they win the season series, they claim the Ballard Cup. They're tied for first in the East Division with Ottawa after the Red Blacks stumbled last night in B.C. All of this as they head into next week's home game against the league-leading Calgary Stampeders. Wowzers, 36-25, the final. Ticats take it. They're now 6-5. and five. We can call them now the lowly Argos, the defending Grey Cup champion, lowly Argos, are tied for last in the CFL's East Division with Montreal at 3-8. and eight. Yeesh. But we're not going to sweat it because, well, we're not Argos fans. We're going to throw open the phones here and take your calls at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your mobile device. We'll vote for our player of the game. Some uh, votes coming in on Twitter. By the way, you can tweet at Rick Zamprin, at AM900CHML. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Or shoot me an email, Rick, at 900CHML.com. Tell me about your thoughts on the game. Vote for your player of the game. We'll tabulate to the votes and uh, bring you today's player of the game. I have a hunch on who it's going to be. I'm not going to announce my winner just yet. I want to hear from you on who you think is the player of the game. Today's fifth quarter trivia challenge. And again, we don't have prizes. We don't have any extravagant trips to give away. This is pure bragging rights at your workplace, at your house. If you're in a fantasy league, you can say, hey, I got the fifth quarter trivia challenge question right. This one's a toughie. This one's a toughie this week. Heading into this game, Hamilton's all-time record against the Argos is 133, 96, and 2. I guess we can make it 130. I think I I think I misquote. 134, 96, and 2. That is now Hamilton's all-time record against Toronto. 134 wins, 96 losses, two ties. It's pretty incredible. All these years, all these decades, between Hamilton and And Toronto, especially in the low-scoring days of the 40s and 50s, only two ties. 134-96-2, Hamilton's all-time record against Toronto. Of those 134 victories, and we're going to include today's, how many have come in Toronto? So the Ticats have beaten Toronto 134 times. How many of those 134 wins have come in toronto is it a 45 b 49 c 55 or d 59 you can call in with your answer 905-645-3221 star 9900 rick at 900 chml.com is the email address on twitter at am 900 chml at rick Samprin. a couple of tweets had come in in between the 4 p.m and 5 p.m hour Including this one from Oski Wee hi Rick. Cats offense is becoming elite. Banks is spectacular. As much as I love the tie cats beating the Argos, the big test is next week against the Stamps. Masoli is the player of the game. Four TDs and no picks. Keep doing the great job you do, Rick. Oski Wee So we have a vote for Jeremiah Masoli, and I think that's a good vote. Jeremiah Masoli. Had a strong game today, maybe even more than strong. No turnovers, as Oski Weewe mentioned, four touchdowns, threw for 307 yards, his customary 300-yard game, and was efficient with the football. Completed 72% of his passes. He was 18 for 25 today. Not only that, I think this was one of his best running games of the season. Eight carries for 51 yards. He had a long of 22 today, which was the second longest in the game, only behind a 24-yard scamper from James Wilder, Jr. Jeremiah Masoli making a strong case for player of the game today. But he's not my player of the game. He's close. He's probably second, but not my player of the game. Who's yours? 905-645-3221, star 9900. On your cell, you can email rick at 900CHML.com or all over Twitter at am900CHML at Rick Samprin. We're also broadcasting live. I want to say hello to all our fans and friends watching on CHML's Facebook page. You can go online, go to Facebook.com, go on your Facebook app, on your handheld device, on your tablet, on your cell phone, and uh, send us a note. We're going to recap the scoring. We'll look at the expanded CFL standings because there's a lot of Moving and shaking going on this week. A lot of injuries to talk about as well, especially out West. Man, oh man, you don't want to be a receiver out West because it seems to be open season on debilitating injuries. And uh, we saw one here with the, with the Tiger Cats and Jalen Saunders going down on Labor Day out for the rest of the season with an ACL injury. That's going to hurt, although the impact is not as severe as maybe it would have been earlier in the season because of the way Brandon Banks is playing. And we have some injury news on Banks as well. And because the way Luke Tasker is playing. Matthew on Twitter, at HabsFan3176. Matthew, I won't hold that against you. Uh, He writes, TICATS played a great game today. We really deserve this win. My player of the game goes to Masoli. He was on fire today. Good choice. Jeremiah Masoli, Had one of his strongest games of the season today. When you can throw four touchdowns, over 300 yards in any league, and have no turnovers, and really, I thought, controlled the play today. There wasn't much panic. And there was a couple of times where he thought, oh no, Jeremiah, just get rid of the football. And in one instance, he did throw it into the crowd. Knowing he could not make the play, he said, to heck with this, I'm throwing the ball away. That was a good sign. That was a good sign. Finally, uh, Jeremiah Masoli threw the ball away. And I, I sent out a tweet at the time saying, you know, breaking news, Jeremiah Masoli has thrown the ball away. Because we're not used to seeing that. He'll either eat it and take a sack at the most horrendous time, or he'll throw a pick or an ill-advised pass that is nearly picked off. Um, many on Twitter, at Rick Samprin says this win just cost the bride and groom a bigger liquor tab. Oski, wee hashtag Roger Victoria. And uh, Jeff writes, huge win for Cats over the hated Argos. Way to go, Cats. Player of the game has to be Banks. Beat those stamps. Go, Cats go. Let's put uh, Brandon Banks on the board for a vote. So we got votes for Masoli and Banks. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter, at rickxamperin.com. At AM 900 CHML. When we return, we'll recap the scoring summary. We have a couple of emails coming in. Give us a call. Send us a tweet as well. Vote for your player of the game. We'll anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night as well. And our fifth quarter trivia challenge question today is: Hamilton's all-time record against the Argos is 134, 96, and two. Of those 134 wins, how many have come in Toronto? Is it A 45, B 49? C-55, or D-59. Don't forget to subscribe to the 5th Quarter Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcast, a Google Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page, you can share some messages that way as well. Lots more to come here on the 5th Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900-CHML. Hey, welcome back. Tiger Cats victorious once again. They beat up on the hated Argos, 36-25. Hamilton now 6-5 and five on the season. They've won three in a row for their last five. Tied with Ottawa for top spot in the CFL's East Division, the Tiger Cats and the Red Blacks have a huge home-and-home series coming up in October. We'll certainly talk about that on the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Star 9900 on your mobile device to get in on the fun today. You can also call 905-645-3221. Send us an email. Rick at 900CHML.com on Twitter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to all our fans and friends uh, watching online. And if you haven't already, download the um 5th quarter podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, whatever the case is. And uh, you can relieve past episodes. You can also find past episodes online at 900CHML.com. We are all voting for our player of the game today. We got some votes for Jeremiah Masoli, a couple of votes for Brandon Banks as well. We will uh, name our 5th quarter fan of the, uh, I guess, the day as opposed to the night as it was an afternoon game today. And our 5th quarter trivia challenge question today is Hamilton's all-time record record against the Argos is 134-96-2. Of those 134 victories, how many have come in Toronto? And we're including today's game. Is it A-45, B-49, C-55, or D-59? Uh, Send us a note on email, Twitter, or call us up and you can answer that question. We will unleash the answer at the end of today's program. Let's go to the phones. Don has called into the fifth quarter. Don, good afternoon. How are you?
1: Good. What? Do you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Loud and clear, Don. Go ahead.
1: I even, Tasker played a good game. He started it off. Banks came in, and he did it. Mazzoli, those two receivers are good players. And the line protect Mazzoli today. And I do believe, Hamilton, if they keep it up, it's about time that they go to a great cup.
0: So you're liking what you're seeing right now out of this Ticats team.
1: Yep. And I do believe it.
0: And, And Don, who's your player of the game today? Who did you like the most?
1: I like the way... Tasker played and he played good and Excellent. he moved it
0: he did he was a factor on that first drive thanks for the call Don enjoy the rest of the weekend Luke Tasker he was Masoli's go to guy in that first drive 8-17 into the ball game and Jeremiah Masoli finds Luke Tasker for a 17 yard touchdown to make it 6 nothing. tie cats and 7 nothing eventually with the extra point but Luke Tasker on that 7 play 82-yard drive, Luke Tasker had four catches for 77 yards. He basically compiled 77 of the 82 yards on that drive. It's also the third straight game in which Tasker scored a touchdown. Luke Tasker gets a vote for player of the game. Not my player of the game. I'll, I'll unleash, I'll unveil my player of the game. My player of the game today was Brandon Banks. I didn't vote for him last week, and he ended up being the player of the game in a hotly contested vote on Labor Day but today he's my player of the game and not only for that 78 yard touchdown reception which was one of the best TD catches and runs after the catch that you're ever going to see Masoli rifles one down the center of the field I think it was at least three Argos defenders in the vicinity and little Brandon Banks climbs the ladder makes the catch in traffic goes untouched to the end zone six catches 153 yards today for brandon banks two tds he's over the 1000 yard barrier again in his second consecutive season and he has turned into and we saw a lot of this last year he's turned into the tie cats go-to guy not not the deep threat not the guy who's going to run downfield and catch a couple of balls here and there and get a hundred yards because he catches two fifty-plus uh, balls a game, but he is a game-breaking receiver. He was a game-breaking special teams player with punt and kickoff returns for touchdowns and missed field goals for touchdowns and you name it. He did it on special teams, but as a receiver. It- It's funny to say, because we wouldn't have said this about a year and a half ago. He's one of the best receivers in the CFL. And yeah, I know he had a dropped catch or two, and he he had a fumble today as well. And those things are going to happen. But Brandon Banks not only exploded onto the scene last year, but he is continuing that explosion this year. Now, there is a sidebar to this. And that sidebar is uh, some bad news because Brandon Banks left today's ballgame with a reported groin injury. Now, we're all sports fans. We know what groin injuries mean. They are A, painful, if you've ever had one, and B, they can take some time to get past, to heal. Now, we don't know the severity of this reported, at, at this point, groin injury. But as a, as a speedster, as a guy of Brandon Banks' quality, you have to err on the side of caution. A, don't rush him back. B, make sure he is 100% or more. I know it's not mathematically possible, but you know what I mean. Make sure he's ready when the time comes for him to come back. If he has to miss next week against Calgary, that's fine. The Ticats have back-to-back games against BC before they take on Toronto and then Ottawa in back-to-back games and then finish off against Montreal. So, listen, if he has to miss next week's game because he's nursing that groin injury or he's not 100%, I'm fine with that. But he's my player of the game today. Brandon Banks showcased once again his game-breaking ability. Six receptions, 153 yards, two TDs. He had that, as I mentioned, brilliant 78-yard TD reception. He also scored on a 26-yard TD catch and run. Not much of a run, more of a catch. Tasker, by the way, seven receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown to open the game. And he kind of set the tone. Masoli and Tasker set the tone for the ballgame. And Alex Green wasn't busy today on the ground. He only had 13 runs for 60 yards. That's because Masoli was so active in the run game, 8-for-51, as I mentioned earlier. But Alex Green also had a big play today in that wheel route. Um that come in the fourth quarter? Yeah, it did come in the fourth quarter. 8-10 left in the fourth quarter. Catches a wheel route, which is basically he's kind of sprinting off towards the sideline, and Missoli lobs one out towards him. Green makes the catch, doesn't break stride, and goes 34 yards to the end zone. That made it 33-19 because the ensuing two-point convert was good, and the Cats were home and free. Alex Green getting it done today for the Tiger Cats. Email in from uh, Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Uh, He writes, total team effort again this week, and for the second week in a row, have to call Speedy B for player of the game. First place in the East for our Cats tied with, I have to say, a failing red-black team. For anyone that happened to watch last night's game, Ottawa looks real, real bad. Oski Weewee, that email from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Yeah, the Red Blacks are kind of stumbling right now. They have what I think is a really good offense and a decent, I'll say average defense. I wouldn't put them in the upper echelon of the Canadian Football League. They can, on occasion, play some really good games and beat up on opposing offenses, but I like Ottawa's offense more than I like the Red Blacks' defense. And when you look at the numbers, defensively, at least in terms of points allowed, which doesn't tell the whole story, through 11 games, the Ticats and the Red Blacks have both allowed 253 points, dead on even. Hamilton's offense, though, in terms of points scored, and again, it doesn't tell the whole story. You know, you take those 50-11 games against Montreal into account, but the Ticats have scored the most points in the CFL. Now, Calgary is playing tonight against Edmonton. We know the Stamps' offense is really good, and Calgary's offense is right there. They scored 295 total points this year. Edmonton also with a great offense. They have 305 going into tonight's game, but that is already through 11 games. So Hamilton, I think, has a well-balanced team. I think they have a uh, More than an above average offense. They have an elite level offense with so many weapons. When Masoli's playing well, this offense is humming. Defensively, I think the Ticats defense has really surprised me this year because there were some question marks here and there. Certainly before the arrival once again of Delvin Bro, I think most Ticats fans were thinking, you know, what's this defense going to give us? We know there's Ted Laurent, we know there's Simone Lawrence, we know there's Larry Dean. Donnie Namba has been incredible this year in that Sam linebacker role. But I think when Delvin Bro arrived, that not only shored up the secondary, I think it really gave a boost to the secondary. like the way Jamal Roll is playing. Mike Daly in the middle is playing well. Keriel Brooks with a big interception today. He's played well. Whether it's Frankie Williams or Richard Leonard, those guys have stepped up. That secondary's pretty darn good, I think. The D line, I mentioned Laurent. They got to get they got to get more sacks. I, I like the pressure here and there, but this is one of the well Hamilton and Toronto are eighth and ninth, respectively, in the CFL in terms of quarterback takedowns. They do not sack the quarterback enough. They might get in his face, they might pressure him here and there, but how many times did you see McLeod Bethel Thompson on the ground today? Not a whole heck a lot. Same with Jeremiah Masoli. These two teams just can't get to the quarterback with any great regularity. Quick out-of-town scoreboard update. Winnipeg leading Saskatchewan in their Labor Day rematch, if you will, the Banjo Bowl. It is 17-10 for the Blue Bombers. And last night, if you missed it, Ottawa losing NBC 26-14. Later on tonight, another Labor Day rematch, this time in Edmonton, as the Eskimos host the Stampeders after Calgary won on Monday uh by score 2320 on a last second field goal by Rene Paradis. So as it stands right now, the CFL's East Division looks like this. Ottawa and Hamilton are both six and five. The Red Blacks are in first right now by virtue of their victory over Hamilton. And that was back in week number seven, twenty-one fifteen. And that was in a very good game for the Ticats. They weren't in a good place at that time. They had lost twice to Saskatchewan back-to-back. They had that bye week sandwiched in between those two games against the Rough Riders, uh, came back home and did not play a very good game against Ottawa. So Ottawa right now has the upper hand at 6-5. and five. Hamilton 6-5. and five. They'll play each other twice in October, 19th and 27th. Um, Montreal and Toronto right now both 3-8. and eight. And again, Montreal with the advantage because the Owls had beaten Toronto earlier this year. So the Grey Cup champion Argos right now are the worst team in the CFL, 11 games in. And do we see them getting better? I don't know. They're 0-5 away from home. They're 3-3 and at home, played in front of a reported 15,702 fans, and I'm not sure many people believe that. But they're 1-3 in the division, and this is a struggling team, struggling to score points, struggling to stop teams. Toronto right now is in a world of hurt, and I'm not sure what Mark Trestman can do other than Wave his magic wand and say, Ricky Ray, hey, you're healthy again. I mean, Bethel Thompson has some tools, has played well and fits and spurts, but he's gonna need some help. And I'm not I'm not sure Daron Carter is gonna be the answer. Crazy talented guy, and him and SJ Green are Monty Edwards in there, and James Walder Jr. in there as the three or four headed monster. Their offense can be really good, but I'm just not seeing it right now. Out West, Calgary 9-1, you have Saskatchewan at 6-4, Edmonton at 6-5, Winnipeg at 5-6, and and B.C. at 4-6. You talk about parity beyond the stamps, the West has it all. I mean, B.C. can easily climb from last to third with a couple of wins. Who's your player of the game? We're going to vote for our player of the game uh, through uh, email. Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter, at Rick Zamprin, at am 900 chml. And uh, on the phone, call us up on your mobile device, star 9900, or at 905-645-3221. Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question today is uh, Hamilton's all-time record against the Argos is 134-96-2. Of those 134 wins, how many have come in Toronto? Is it 45, 49, 55, or 59? We'll reveal the answer uh, towards the end of the program. The fifth quarter, more to come here. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcome back. Rick Samprin here, all enjoying another Tiger Cats victory. Now three in a row. They've won four out of their last five. This latest result, a 36-25 beatdown of the Argonauts. It was at one point uh, 36-19. And uh, now 6-5 and are the Ticats. They uh, have a six-point lead. They and Ottawa have a six-point lead on both Montreal and Toronto for that crucial uh, second-place position in the East because I, I think everyone can agree another team from the West is going to be crossing over into the East come playoff time. And uh, it's ultra important to build this kind of gap. And not only do the Ticats have a six-point lead on both Montreal and Toronto, they've already clinched the season series against the Argonauts. So Toronto, to finish second, will have to finish at least a point ahead of Hamilton. They cannot tie the Tiger Cats because Hamilton now has that season series victory. Argos are three and eight, Montreal three and eight. They have a lot of work to do to get back into the race here in the CFL's East. Hamilton's next game, another biggie. They'll take on the league-leading Calgary Stampeders on uh, Saturday, one week from today. It's a 4 p.m. start. We'll be on the air here with the fifth quarter at 7 p.m. We're voting for our player of the game. We have three votes each for Jeremiah Masoli and Brandon Banks. Luke Tasker with a couple of votes. And for the first time ever on, uh, on the fifth quarter, there's a vote for me. Mark um, tweets, miss the game, so I'm voting for Rick for player of the game. I'm not sure that's allowed because I wasn't in the game, but Mark, I really do appreciate it. Bev on Twitter writes, great game, player of the game BB in terms of Brandon Banks. Well coached, let's get a win against Calgary. And Richard writes, at Rick Samprin, Luke Tasker, player of the game the start means a lot on away games, and he holds for the kicks and finishes the game off, too. That's a good point, too. Luke Tasker pretty much does it all. Catches the ball, has some amazing runs, set the tone, especially today, and, uh, and holds on a field goals and extra points. You want a sure-handed individual doing that, and uh, you can look no further than Luke Tasker. The on Twitter at uh, am900chml simply writes "oski wee wee" as she is celebrating Hamilton's 36:25 win over the Argos today. Lines are open at star 9900 and 905 645 3221. You can send us tweets. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to all our friends and fans uh, tuning in on uh, the social media giant. Where Bruce writes, uh, Thanks for getting back to me via Twitter uh, earlier on in the day. Uh, Great game. Player of the game, sorry, has to be. The TyCats fans that made the trip down the highway to victory, hashtag fifth quarter, hashtag Ticats, hashtag this is our year. Love the hashtags. You know what? Another what was it? Seven or fifteen thousand seven hundred and two fans. A, I'm not sure that was an accurate number. At least it didn't look like that on the broadcast. B, let's just say it was fifteen thousand seven hundred and two fans. You can almost guarantee ten or twelve thousand of those fans were TyCats fans. You guys consistently head down to TO or other cities across this great country and support this team. And, yes, hats off to all Ticats fans who are road warriors, who make it a, a commitment to support their team on the road because, hey, road games are tough to win. Winning on the road, especially in the CFL, is a tough thing to do, and right now the Cats are 500 in that regard. They're 3-3. Three and three. The best road teams in this uh, league are teams that usually go all the way to the great cup because more often than not if you're about a 500 team on the road you should be winning more often than not uh, at home and right now as i mentioned the Ticats are three and three on the road they're three and two at home the Stampeders, and again the, the best team in the land they're six and oh at home and three and one away from McMahon Stadium. When you look at the other road records in the CFL, Saskatchewan's two and two, Edmonton's two and four, Winnipeg's two and four, BC's zero and five, as is Toronto, Montreal's two and four, and Ottawa's three and three. Every team, with the exception of Calgary, is either at five hundred or worse. Winning on the road in the CFL, as I mentioned, is a tough nut to crack. So for fans to go out consistently to support the Ticats, uh, you're helping a lot. There's no doubt about it. Uh, email from Philly Filsky. He writes, a nice one by the Ticats. Banks has always been the heart and soul of this team. Edwin Bake, Tiger Cats players of the past, proud. Little concerned about the D being held sackless for two games in a row, though that has to change, especially next week against the Stumps. Tiger Cats not only need to win that game, but knock the Stumps block off as well. Statement game. Well, we know it's not going to be 60-1 for Calgary this time. God help us if it is. But th- there's no chance of that. This Ticats team is just playing too well for that to happen again. And this was a team that gave the Stamps everything they could handle in week number one. Calgary won that game 20-14. to 14. Calgary did not stroll into the season and embarrass the tie Cats. Not even close. Hamilton held its own, and then some. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Those are the phone numbers to call if you want to get in on the fifth quarter here. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Send us an email, rick at 900CHML.com, and we on Twitter, at rickzamprin, at AM 900CHML. Also broadcasting on CHML's Facebook page. Head over there and uh, send us uh, a note. Uh, That could be a question, a comment, whatever you'd like to share with us about today's game. And subscribe to the fifth quarter podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you download your podcasts. Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question of the day is Hamilton's all time record, including today's game. Hamilton's all time record against the Argonauts is 134 wins, 96 losses. Two ties, which I still find remarkable, only two ties after all these games. Of those 134 victories, how many have come in Toronto? Is it A-45, B-49, C-55, or D-59? Send us a note on Twitter, an email, or call us up and uh, share your thoughts. Uh, Email from Frank. He says, Hi Rick, with Jalen Saunders and Chris Williams out for the year. I'm even more concerned about our receiver depth. How did they do today? Terrence Tolliver, nothing. Mike Jones, one catch, one bad penalty. Felix Faubair-Lussier, nothing. Rashad Lawrence, nothing. Okay, he's new. Apart from Jones, none of these were targeted. Can't they get open? Our kick returns are mediocre at best which has been a big factor in our losses. I continue to believe that players we were developing but let go, Junior Collins and DeMar Altman, could have been quite valuable to us now. Thank you for taking my comments, Frank. Good comments. Very good comments. This Ticats team, as I mentioned, is relying on a four-headed monster right now. Now, the quarterback's always going to be in that discussion, and Jeremiah Masoli again was there with 307 yards, passing, and four touchdowns. No turnovers today aside from the turnover downs at the end of the game, but, I mean, we shouldn't really count that. That was basically the Ticats saying, yes, we've won, the game is over, uh, we'll just give you the ball back with a few seconds. But when you have receivers like Brandon Banks and Luke Tasker, and the way Alex Green catches out of the backfield, uh, th- those are some good weapons for Jeremiah Masoli to look at, but I understand the comments. Terrence Tolliver was he even targeted today? I, I don't think he was. Zero catches. Rashad Lawrence, nothing. I mean, Masoli didn't even look his way. If Saunders was in the game, and if Chris Williams was in the game, yeah, they, they, those guys would be targeted. Mike Jones had two catches for 19 yards. So that is something, especially with the Brandon Banks groin injury, that is something that could be a worry. Now, if you take Banks out of the game today, say he was unavailable, he was injured, whatever the case is, Terrence Tolliver would have been looked at. There's no doubt in my mind. Mike Jones would have been more active. So depending on who's on the field, Masoli is going to look at that individual and the scheme and the game plan that the Ticats have created for that specific opponent. So next week against Calgary, the game plan could be completely different, and it probably will be. They might run a little bit more. They might offer a couple more screen passes here and there, chime in with a few trick plays. But at the end of the day, the DNA of this team is going to be what it is. They're going to throw the football, more often than not, get to that 300-yard plateau, mix in some Alex Green, and then depend on their defense to make a couple of key stops, which they did once again today. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at RickSamprin at am900chml. You can also send us a note on CHML's Facebook page, which we are broadcasting live on as we speak. Tweet from Rob, who says, Hey, at Samprin, I love the onside kick call, despite missing on the execution. The timing of the call was perfect, and it works uncontested if executed better. Love that our D held them to three on it, too. Masoli is my vote for player of the game. Rob, I understand your comments. For me, you go up 7 nothing. You have that momentum, and then the Ticats try an onside kick, try to catch the Argonauts napping a little bit. I know there's a time and a place for an onside kick, but at that moment, you've just executed a seven-play 82-yard drive, consumed a lot of time off the clock, and you're up 7 nothing. I I just would have kicked off to Toronto and try to pin them on their 25 or 30-yard line and negate any kind of response that the Argos would have offered. Because, as it turns out, yeah, the, the, Toronto did get a field goal out of that. But you're up 7 nothing. Why not kick off say, hey, defense, give them a stop, get the ball back, and and if you do get the ball back, it's 7 nothing. So while it didn't hurt the Tiger Cats, Emily it was only three points that they scored, but what if Toronto scored a touchdown on that play? Or on that drive? And it's 7-7. So you, you score an opening, an opening uh, drive TD to go up 7-zip. You try an onside kick, and Toronto comes back and ties the game. Obviously, it worked out... For the Ticats, but I'm not sure if I would have attempted that onside kick right after the opening drive, especially after the TD. I get the thought process. You want to catch Toronto off guard. You want to catch them kind of napping. It obviously came in the first game after the Labor Day game, where Hamilton outscored Toronto, uh, what was it, 18 to nothing in the fourth quarter? I have an interesting stat about fourth quarters, by the way, in the last three games. So while I applaud the trickery or, or, or thought process that June Jones and his team went into that onside kick, I'm not sure it would have done it in that instance. star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at rickzamprin at am900chml, also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Subscribe to the 5th Quarter Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you download your podcasts. And today's 5th Quarter Trivia Challenge question is, Hamilton's all-time record against the Argos, including this game, is 134-96-2. Of those 134 all-time wins against Toronto, how many have come in Toronto? Is it A-45, B-49, C-55, or D-59? We'll have the answer in a matter of minutes. You're listening to the 5th Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900CHML. Welcome back. My name's Rick Samprin. The Tiger Cats now 6-5 and on the season after a 36-25 win over the Argos today at BMO Fields. Um, Tiger Cats... Have won three in a row, four out of their last five. They're tied with the Red Blacks for first in the CFL's East Division. Uh, They uh, claim the season series against the Argos. They have the Ballard Cup back in their trophy case. And they're heading into a a big game against the Stamps next week at Tim Hortons Field. A week today, in fact, uh, that uh, is going to be against the league-leading Stampeders, so that should be a fun affair. Kickoff for that game is 4 p.m. We'll be on the air at 7 p.m. I mentioned the fourth quarter for the Tiger Cats in the last three games. Now, they outscored Toronto 18 to nothing in the fourth frame on Labor Day. In the last three games, all victories, two against Toronto, one against Edmonton, the Tie Cats have outscored their opponents in the fourth quarter 41 to 6. That is domination and a, a sign of a team that can put their opponent away. That's what the Ticats are doing right now. We're voting for our player of the game. So far, Jeremiah Masoli has uh, the lead over Brandon Banks, Luke Tasker, and a vote for me, strangely enough, uh, on the board. And uh, we will name our fifth quarter fan of the day as well. In our fifth quarter trivia challenge question, the Ticats have beaten the Argos 134 times in their history. They're 134-96-2 and all-time against the Argos. How many of those 134 wins have been in T.O.? Is it 45, 49, 55, or 59? 15,702 fans at BMO Field today, and uh, some of them went home unhappy, but most, I would think, were Cats fans and are strolling down the QEW in a happy mood. Uh, I'm thinking one of those is Dave, who's called into the program. Dave, how are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: Not too bad. Uh, your thoughts on today's game?
2: Well, first off, I have to give props to uh, MLSE because my son and I are just driving home from the game, and Nemo Field is an awesome place to watch a football game.
0: It certainly is.
2: So that's the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing I wanted to say was um, the player of the game voting seems to be that an offensive player of the game is recognized. And you brought up just an interesting stat moments ago about Outscoring opposition in the fourth quarter, forty to six, or whatever you said there. Yeah. So I, I got to say, players of the game would have to be go out to the defense. The defense wins championships, and if I wanted to single out one player, I'm going to single out a guy you you never hear his name, very rarely, unless it's the first two or three plays of a game, where he might get a penalty for being aggressive. So my player of the game is a guy named Delvin Bro, Sr., who must have shut down the Argos receivers all afternoon, and I zoned in on him when I was watching the game quite a bit, and he is like a blanket out there. Um, And to me, he doesn't get enough props from fans or media types, uh, except I heard uh, last game, uh, home game, friends at home are watching, and the TSN panel uh, finally, gave him some props and said that he's the best shutdown corner in the CFL, and I would have to agree, hands down. But fantastic game today. Uh, it wasn't a blowout, but it was a it was a good, a good, good game. Uh, the fan support there was always interesting. I mean, a beautiful venue and fifteen thousand fans, and it's it felt like you know ten thousand fans were Ticat fans, to be honest. But uh, it was a, it was a very very good game, and unfortunately. When you're driving from Toronto, it seems like you miss some of the fifth quarter, trying to, trying to either A, get to your car, or B, try to tune in. But I enjoy the show, Rick. You do a great job with it, and uh, it was a good win today.
0: Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.
2: Yeah. Cheers. Take care.
0: Dave makes a great point. You know, I, I've pumped the tires of Delvin Bro. And, I mean, if you listen to the show, we probably talk about Delvin Bro every show. Maybe not to the extent of a Masoli or a Banks or a Tasker or a Green or whatnot. But Delvin Bro, and I've said this before, he cuts the field in half. Quarterbacks and receivers, that is Death Valley. They cannot go to Delvin Brough's side. It just doesn't work. There's no need. Teams going in against the Tiger Cats will look at the defense and say, eh, we can't do that. We can't go over to the short side. They might run to that side. They might offer a trick play to that side, but to throw over there, you're asking for trouble. Delvin Bro statistically will never be among the league leaders in defensive tackles, interceptions, pass knockdowns, anything, because teams do not go over there. We talk about, uh, remember Darrell Rivas? Great NFL cornerback, Revis Island. There is a bro island. And it has one inhabitant, and that's Delvin. Nobody else can get on that on it because he just swats the ball away if it ever gets over there. And not many balls go over there. Uh, Last call of the fifth quarter today goes to Milcy. How are you? Holy
3: cats, it's been a while again. Yeah, what's going on? Well, it's just busy, busy, busy. But I don't listen to any post-game thing except
0: yours. Well, I appreciate that.
3: Well, now I'm going to sit there and say, you've talked about Delvin Bro, you've talked about player game, which, in my opinion, has to be Masoli. As much as I like you, you're not going to get my vote.
0: Okay, okay. nope.
3: <laughs> That's okay with me. <laughs> the game was a phenomenal game. It's funny, because after the Edmonton game, when they were here a few weeks back, I ended up talking to the host of the TSN uh, halftime show, TV.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, whatever his
3: name is, I forget. And he come out and I said, I got to ask you a question. Today's game against Edmonton. Was this the changing point of the season for the tie Did we actually get past the Western thing? The Masoli, uh, bailing out at the fourth quarter, like, have we finally broken that barrier and turned things around he turned and he looked at me and he said you might have something there
0: milcy i said the same thing because uh, let's let's recap edmonton was winning that game 24 to 10 yep. and the TyCats scored the last 15 points of that ball game many of them in the fourth quarter and i think that it has to be they've won three in a row now four out of their last 5 uh, that was the spark, I think. And it was the first real time in a long time that this this team came back and won a game and executed when the chips were down.
3: A hundred percent. And people have come back to me and said, Mildy, what are you doing? You can't tell me all of a sudden we've got a team. I said, stop and think about it for a minute. We lost against Calgary. Okay. And we gave them a run for their money. And that game could have gone either way. Then take a look. At the other games we've won, yeah, you know, we had Montreal, we've had Toronto, and you argue. I think Toronto's better than what their record is, but they haven't found themselves yet. They're kind of where we were earlier, uh, but I I I think we found it. We've beaten Edmonton twice. We've beaten Winnipeg. I mean, we've done what we've had to do uh... in the west so that they've got to pay attention
0: no doubt about it milsey i gotta let you go because i gotta run but enjoy the rest of the weekend
3: okay but the last thing i want to say is delvin bro is all of that have a good weekend (laughs) You
0: too. all of that in a bag of chips uh... chuck on our facebook page says, great win today tie cats our uh, player of the game tonight, voted by you, the fans, is Jeremiah Masoli. Our fifth quarter fan of the day is Bruce, who commented on CHML's Facebook page. Thanks, Bruce. And our uh, fifth quarter trivia challenge, question and answer Hamilton's all time record against the Argos is 134, 96, and 2. 59 of those wins have come in Toronto. For producer Will Erskine, my name's Rick Samprin. We're back one week from tonight at 7 here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Tycats game on am nine hundred chml The Fifth Quarter Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Hey, it's free, so you never miss an episode and make sure you rate and review.